Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land on which the Sin HQ and the studios stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Are you tired of sweating throughout the day? Is BO an issue for you? It doesn't have to be with Rexona Body Spray. Not only does it come in many pleasant smells, but it permanently blocks all sweat glands after consistent use over a 12-month period. If you buy from Woolworths, you can go into the draw to win a free Esky for you and 10 mates. Say Kayak and the Canoe at checkout for online purchases to go into the draw to win one of three Caltex gift cards valued at $50. Hello there, and good evening. Those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. One, two, three, four. You know what I like about rich kids? You know, the culture is just getting more and more destructive. Are we alone in the universe? You're out of order! The whole trial is out of order! You are everything that's gone wrong in this world. We begin a political revolution. Individual human beings have to create justice. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And even though... Turn it up! Yes, I love that bit, the tear down the wall. Yeah. Turn down for what? This is uh, Kayak and the Canoe Rebel Radio. Um, You're back, on, the, on uh, the graveyard shift. Yeah, graveyard shift. Um, it's been a long time. Uh, peace be with you. Peace be with to everybody listening. Um... It's been ages. It's been about a month and a half since we did our last episode like this. I mean, obviously, about a week ago, we did a kind of like a short... I don't even know if you'd call it an episode rather than a um, required... Uh, expose? Yeah, expose of you, Canoe, because you've been missing for a while. Yeah, um, g- uh, g- good day, listeners. Um, welcome back to Kayak and the Canoe, uh, Rebel Radio. Um, do you want to give the people... I, I am the Canoe. And I'm the Kayak. Do you want to give, give people a quick uh, rundown yeah, of what right, happened? Yeah, right, of course. Thank you, um, Kayak. Uh, good to be straight back into business, as per usual. No, well, it's no, been a while, so... No time for pleasantries with you. No, how's, well, how's the uh, weather? Well, a lot of stuff's been happening, so okay. I wish, yeah. And more to me than you, so... Well, just... we'll talk about that in a sec. Actually, yeah, we haven't spoken in a while. Um, yeah, so good evening to everyone, or oh, good morning to the listening live. Um... Basically, it doesn't matter what you're doing right now. It doesn't mean, mean, mean I sound like Daffy Duck. I'm just a bit it's been a while. Yeah, yeah okay. go get your sea legs oh, again. Sh- shut up. Um, so it doesn't matter whether you're pleasuring your lover or you're in the kitchen cooking up a storm or you're just pleasuring your lover. Um, basically, what I'm going to be doing now is going to be explaining um, to those in summary what kind of happened to myself. Um, this isn't to bore those listeners who... Uh, did actually listen to the last uh, expose piece because that was part of our um, Spotify uh, slash Apple podcast offering. So um, if you have listened last week, you can probably skip, you know, press the stream forward 15 seconds button maybe four times and um, we'll be back to speed. But essentially, I uh, in the last show, we're on the Spirit of Tasmania. Um, long story short, I went missing. Uh, kayak got quite worried about me and I fell overboard. Um, I found myself on a yacht of sorts um, after being in the water and I was um, kidnapped, essentially, Um, uh, and I managed to escape. Um, It just kind of had to go rogue, went completely... I was, you know, on my own out there and, you know, I thought, you know, the the people on the ship were going to leave me to to rot, Um, much like the uh, dead fish that I was eating to uh, sustain my, my... physique during those three weeks Mm. um and then i managed to find a small dinghy and was able to sail back to uh back to sea i mean back to australia from that point it does sound like a crazy story if you say it back like that 
Um, but think, it's your story, it's your truth, it's I guess. Not, so. Yeah, well, that thing about the correct. It's yeah. not a story. Well, and it I, wasn't a dinghy that you took either. You said you took a jet ski. That's so. right, that's right. I, that, that's, that's one of the things that I found interesting on the ship. A lot of the crew members called, um, they called jet skis dinghies in some... <laughs> Some parts of the world. Okay, um, yeah. And that's an Urban Dictionary term. We can look that up later. Sure. But, um, yeah, so I was on the dinghy slash jet ski. We can do it now if you want. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I managed to, you know, come back. Um, uh, needless to say, I'm very angry at the spirit of Tasmania um, and all those people. But, you know, it's, it's great to be back doing what I love best, which is, you know, disrupting the system. I still don't like those dogs at Sin. Um, yeah. Yeah, to those uh, who may be new to listening to this broadcast, because I feel like we're getting a lot of new listeners by doing the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're getting a lot of new listeners doing the Sin graveyard. But um, essentially, Kunu and I have been with Sin for well over a year now. Yeah, we yeah. We paid our... <laughs> we paid our dues. So... We, we, well, and we, we paid our, our fee, quite literally. Yeah, we, uh, you know you have to pay to do this shit. Yeah. Um, and we did two seasons, uh, Had a great two remarkable 10 PM, seasons. Great 2pm slot. All those yeah. episodes are available should you want to listen to them. Yeah, and uh, we've been How did that repay us? Well, they put us into this grave. Not, it, it's, not only is it a graveyard slot in the session timetable, but it's literally in like their bad studio that they have where the, nothing's really working. Like the, Our Quite intro cold. didn't really work before. Yeah. We had to play that twice. We had to ask security to let us into the studio. Yeah, again. Um now, but the thing is that I'm most confused about, you know, obviously we don't talk much during the week, I'm not, up until, you know, Spirit of Tasmania episode, the episodes previously to that, we'd started doing our show from the, um, you know, the communal area yeah. that we'd set up. Why are we not doing that there now? I'm not too sure what's been happening with the commune, so maybe this can well, be a good time for you to fill in myself and yeah. the listeners. And also, there's a lot of buzzwords are using there, commune and... Um, might be confusing to new listeners. Right, yeah. Really, Canoe and I have decided to rebel against sin and its establishment pretty much because of what we were just speaking about, about the way it treats um, the lesser people here at sin. I mean, they give all the accolades to get cereal and play one and play all one. these things. You should hear this. Oh, God. But they, we get, they really annoy me. But we get, <laughs> we get nothing here. So Canoe and I started sort of like a uh, meetup for other people at Sin who, you know, pretty much a lot of the graveyard dwellers. And then we got a bunch of other people to Sin Society who found a lot of parallels with the way Sin treats people with how society, you know, our government treats the lesser people in our world. I think it really worked well corresponding with the release of the Joker movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say that wasn't um, a coincidence. It's definitely a correlation there. And we found that we would just set up this sort of, I guess, area where we could all live and stay together. Canoe hasn't been there, especially that you've been missing. But even before yeah. that, you weren't really staying. I was there, there here and there. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll tell you what's been happening. Um, because at the... now, yeah. I recall we got a call from... Last thing, this is literally the last thing I know about the uh, commune is we got a call from X. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like things weren't going great because we left it in charge of him while we were on the Spirit of Tasmania. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. Well, about. you know, um, I I want to give like a quick preface here that I'm not speaking ill of anybody at the commune. I'm not speaking ill of X. Um, everybody has their heart in like the right place. But there was, I, I, we are interested in transparency. Um, and pretty much what happened is X, he's a big fan of classic rock. Um, and he set, he sort of divided, segregated, if you will, the commune into uh, Beatles fans and Rolling Stones fans. And um, 
he hates the Beatles and he really likes the Rolling Stones. So that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I don't really understand it. It, t- it took me a while to sort of catch up to it once I got back. So when you, when you, when you say he separated them to Beatles, is it? Is it so how does that work? We quite literally separated them. So you know how we have like those two uh, sort of large auditoriums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was sort of like a Beatles auditorium, which, uh, not a coincidence, is the one that didn't get power. And Rolling Stones one had uh, power and uh, water and just facilities. So water? I, yeah, so the Rolling Stones fans were getting lots... Well, you know, they were just labeled Rolling Stones fans. And they were getting um, all these amenities that the Beatles uh, people weren't getting, I think. Um, and... Uh, Pretty much all the Beatles fans were became malnourished um, oh, and Jesus sick. Christ. Yeah, but no one died or anything. It's just like it was just a, just a big thing. So that's what we would have heard on the voicemail from X of all these people. Yeah, it's all the Beatles fans rising up. So um, it it feels like we've lost a few people. Have um, we? Yeah. Well, I mean, as in lost them from the commune. Like they they left uh, willingly. Yeah. Um, which everyone there is allowed to do. Everybody who is there is allowed to willingly leave. Right. That's pretty messed up, though, that or malnourished. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I guess in a way it is. Um, but what I'm trying to say now is that who the people that we have at the commune now, it might be less, but it is stronger than ever. But, so so how, many, how many more or less? Give me a percentage of what we had to what we have now. Like, I think at a time, our highest before end of year was we're at like around 300. 300 people, yeah. So we many, have around 60 people there now. Jeez, all right, so we got 20% of what we want to say. Yeah. hell, okay. That's what happens when you don't feed people. Why did... I don't know, but anyway, so but th- that's just where we're at now. I just thought I should let everybody know about that. Um, and X is just for the interest of his safety because he's really big. He's really vital to what we're trying to do with the commune. Yeah, I don't know if we should... He No, he's just... Um, he's uh, not in hiding right now, but he's, he's in a place to keep him safe and keep him anonymous because... Um, Yes, it's in the in the best interest of everybody. And he's, I tell you what, he's with some, he's with some pretty crazy cats. So he's in good hands. But yeah, okay. Let's just uh, I don't know. Just keep our distance from this guy yeah. maybe a bit. But you know what I'm thinking, Canoe? It's been a while since we've been on the radio. Okay. Yeah. And I've been stuck up with the commune. Commune. You've been stuck at the police station trying to tell your and story. No, more, yeah. for more than that, I was stuck out at sea. Oh yeah, yeah, stuck out at sea. Um, well, don't do the and, inverted air commas. Well, it's the radio, so you didn't even have to mention it. Um, so let's let's be crazy. You know what yeah, I mean? let's get back to our roots. Let's let's you know let's disrupt the system. This is rebel radio, after all. This is Kike and the Canoes rebel radio. What we really need to do here is kind of show these people, you know, who we are, and that they're not going to mess with us anymore. Let's literally just start breaking stuff. <laughs> what are you, you Fred Durst, Limp Bizkit? Because I want to break stuff. Um, okay, what about, okay, well, there's a, I guess there's a, this little vase here. What if I, could what if I do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Here's a, oh, oh, hang on. We've got the Ready Player One, the trophy, the one, no, the don't do that. No, 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 here we no, go. Wait, Three, go. two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could it, hold on, could it, what about this, what about this? Oh, yeah. Man, where the hell did you get a cigarette from, you bastard? <laughs> what, do you smoke? Oh, Quite smoke. No, no, I didn't touch that. We're smoking. Come on, do it. Oh, okay, positive. This is Rebel Radio, Kaik the Canoe. <laughs> <laughs> what is oh, that? What is uh, that? Uh, oh, shit. shit. Hang on. Um, Why the fuck did you get me doing that? Oh, hang sorry. on. Um, oh. It's going to be a song. Quickly, this is a great day. Turn- RMIT security going to come in a minute. They're gonna- 
99 Revolutions by Green Day. You're listening to Kayak and the Canoe Love those Rebel guys. Radio. We're all about revolutions here, aren't we, Canoe? Oh, um, you say you want a revolution. Well, you go. I gotta tell you as well, we've been having like the light board be, uh, I guess, lighting up a lot. Uh, yes, <laughs> um, it reminds me of that line in um, uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower where um, he gets cancer again, the guy with one leg, and he goes, I, li- I, li- I lit up like a Christmas tree, Hazel. I don't. That's that? what he's looking at is maybe that's that's not perfect being a wallflower. No, it's not. Um, and also, if you want to get in touch with us as well, well um, we do people. accept phone calls, but we would much rather if you hit us up on Instagram. It's uh, Kike and the Canoe. So we have a voicemail. Let me just play that one. Um, hopefully, it's someone we know. Hey guys, just wanted to say that I'm so excited to see that you're back on the air. Canoe, I'm so glad that you're safe. God is certainly looking out for you. That's nice. But I guess oh, that's expected given that you're an angel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Then again, Lucifer was also an angel. Hmm. Uh, All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Okay, uh, wise words. This is an interesting thought experiment. It sounds like you're in the shower, for yeah. one, but I don't know what the Lucifer part's about. I'm I'm certainly not a devil, although I can be devilish um, in, in nature, though I haven't um, practiced any of that stuff in quite a while. What do you mean? You know, uh, Star of David. Oh. Pentagram. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, now, I really want to get back to our just regular um, kayak in the canoe business because I've, I've been so feeling lost so over I. the last month or so. I'm lost I've, I've without become, I've you. That's one of my favourite. That's one of my favourite. You were saying I'm feeling pretty lost. I thought you were making a reference to the Blink-182 song, I'm Lost Without You, uh, off their 2003 Untitled album. You have references. 2003, you really have dates a lot for a guy who doesn't uh, ever get any dates. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you mean by don't get any dates? <laughs> I just mean like not any dates as in like romantic dates. How do you know? Um, I don't tell you about everything I do. Yes, you do. You literally do tell I'm me I'm a very private person. I've you been, are not private. I've been on many dates. I had a great Valentine's Day this How year. How was your Valentine's Day? Do you want to know? Yeah. Fantastic. So I went and saw the Joker. Um... I went and Who saw with? the Joker. Well, I saw the Joker, and it was I think it was the 10 a.m. session, so I still had the rest of the day. <laughs> and then I went to the park. <laughs> I spoke to, so I went to saw the Joker movie. Um, very good. I then went to the park with a dog. Um, there was one at the park which was good. Um, yeah. I was kicking the footy around. Um, uh, came back. Um, I've still got coupons for um, the subway at my place, uh, around my, the corner from my place. And although they've expired a month ago, the guy who owns it, he's pretty good with me, so he let me have one. I got oh, the nice. uh, double dinner deal for for for, for me. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And I guess, I don't know, I finished off by watching It's a Wonderful Life. So it was a great Valentine's Day. So I don't know what you're implying about the... No dates, because every day's a date for me. It's true, in a way. Um, what I meant is I, I really want to get back to regular kayak and the canoe stuff. Um, what, you picking on me? Sorry. Uh, no, sorry. Um, so I want to know, have you got any new tattoos? You know, canoes, mm. tattoos, or anything? <laughs> nope, no, 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 nothing of that nature. No? No new tattoos? No tattoos. What else we got? No, 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 no. Re- hold on. No, what do you mean? I, I swear I could see when we're walking in, you have something at the... Mm-hmm. No, on the back of your leg. No, no hold on. Show me your leg. Converse. Show me your leg. Show me your leg. Oh, ow! Aubrey Falcons. Or, so yeah, yeah Aubrey that's Falcons. a that's a small little. All right, so it's a new tattoo. What's it about? 
Uh, all right, so. Um, all right, let's uh, let's play the uh, let's play the music. Come on. Okay. Either play it or don't. Canoes oh. tattoos. Hey, welcome back to Canoes tattoos. Uh, so turn it down. Right, so yeah, I've got a new tattoo in this segment. I talk about the new tattoos I've gotten. Um, so I've got a tattoo that it says Aubrey Falcons on my ankle with a uh, football underneath it. Um, it's like you won your premiership or something. Well, no, it's actually... Uh, I'm glad you asked, actually, because Aubrey... You said is, you were kicking the footy on the weekend, too, on well, Valentine's Day. Well, Aubrey, Aubrey... So Aubrey is making reference to... Um, Aubrey Graham, which is uh, my favourite rapper, Drake, because um, his name is Aubrey. Okay. Yep, so Aubrey and Falcons represents kind of the American ball-headed eagle. Um, obviously, Drake's Canadian, but I think there's the, the 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 way that he was able to tap into the American audience is something that I've really liked, so that's what the Falcon stands for. Um, now, the football underneath is the most important part, so Drake's obviously... Uh, a Canadian man, and he's and he's he was on Degrassi once. Yeah, which and really has nothing to do with like an Australian. Let me finish. Football. Let me finish. Yeah. Let me finish. Um, but it's it's because what it is is it's a a football, and it kind of shows how Drake was able to bring a, a, a uh, the the trophy to Toronto, the basketball team, which he was playing. Uh, he really supported, um, and this is kind of saying you know with you know the help of music. And you know, getting down to the American Eagles, and you know, having sport around you, you're always able to you know achieve your goals. That's something that I've looked back into, and I've always, um, and that's how that means. That's what it means. All right. <laughs> so, is that done with your Spanish Inquisition? Oh yeah, it's very convoluted. But okay. Spell Inquisition for me. I bet you can't. Uh, I'm just saying it looks heaps just like a won a premiership, and I was going to say. Uh, have you have you have you played football before? Yeah, I've have you played... ever won a premiership? No, I so you don't know what a premiership tattoo looks like. So well, shut your mouth. No, but I, I... shut your mouth and stop assuming things. It's about Drake and it's about football like fi- and it's about I'd Australia. I like to think I'm discerning. I, I think I know. What I it... think you're concerning at the moment. You're bloody scaring me with your bloody beady little eyes and your, you know, your dilated nostrils. Um, we're also getting another call. Should we take it? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Break things up a bit. <laughs> All right, let me set it up. Okay, you're on the air. Boys, it's me, Garfield. Oh. What did I tell you? The spirit of Tassie is bad news. Yes. You yep. stumbled into something bigger than you know. What is it? Like in the headlines. But don't worry, I can cut those breaks for you. You boys are lasagna, and I'm Garfield. Oh, I've got to go, boys. <laughs> Keep up the good show, though. Right. Oh, I wish I could Hang on. So he just said, that's... All right, so anyone listening, that's ex-head of programming at Sin Garfield. He had warned us previously before going on the... Spirit of Tasmania. Well, actually, no. While we were on Spirit of Tasmania, he warned us, telling us not to get on the boat. He then just said, "We're stumbling into something bigger than we realise." And although we're like a deer in headlights, he control. He can cut the brakes, which kind of just sounds threatening. If anything, I had an incident quite recently. Um, obviously, deers aren't alive in Australia, um, except for uh, you know the Owen Zoo in Queensland, but. But I, there are a lot of cows that roam the roads freely, and I almost did hit one. Um, it was interesting. I I found myself face-to-face with... I was trying to overtake a, a car, and I got really annoyed. It was a Porsche in front of me. Um, or Porsche, as the Americans call it. Porsche. They pronounce the E as yeah. a, a sound. Um, not relevant to the story. But essentially what happened was, you know, there was a bunch of cows on the left side of the road, you know, Porsche in front of me. And I had to make the decision, you know, if I'm going to try getting around the Porsche, 
do I go in the right-hand lane, you know, uh, to, you know, drive around where oncoming traffic is? There's no oncoming traffic. So you'd have to overtake the Porsche and then overtake the cows. No, no, no. So, okay, picture this. You've got a Porsche driving in front of you. Yep. Left-hand side is the side of the road where the footpath would be. Oh, yeah. And there are a whole bunch of cows just walking down there. So they're not on the road. Okay, no, no, yeah. they're not on the road. Right. On the right side, you've got a clear road of yep. where the other lane is. Ah, uh, sounds good. So I had to choose between going, you know, through the where the cows were or going through the lane on my right. Well, obviously, the lane on the right, surely. Well, it came at quite a cost um, because as I went out, I did, I did, I swerved towards the left towards the cows at first. Um, until I saw, a, you know, I saw the potential hazard in front of me. I thought, okay, maybe I'll go around. Maybe maybe I'll stay. Yeah. yeah the so Porsche. what I did was I, I I drove around the Porsche, and in anger towards the cows and how they made me go on the the road around this Porsche, I pulled out my McDonald's thick shake uh-huh. cup, which was half full of a vanilla milkshake from yeah. about two weeks ago, and I and I and I and I flung it out the window. Now the quick air that was going, because I was going about 120 kilometers an hour, the air caught the milkshake in midair and essentially just threw it right at the Porsche driver. So <laughs> the thing was, it went all over his windscreen, the milkshake. Yeah, sorry, Yeah, because it's quite a thick kind of, it became quite condensed, the liquid at this point. He's pretty much driving blind. It's covered, you know, the windscreen wipers can't stop it. And then you know, this is no doubt sort of like a rural road. Yeah, he, yeah. he swerves into several of the cows anyway. And I have to keep going. Um, you know, I I I, I uh, did an anonymous call to Crime Stoppers later, letting them know what had happened. Uh, you know, hours after, and I found out that he was fine. So, um, not sure about the cow, but um, yeah. sorry. I mean, at least he what, got rid of what, the cows in the, in the what, way. What was your question? I didn't have a question. Fantastic. Um, during that whole uh, spiel of yours, we had another missed call. What is happening? Please contact people, us. People on the... are keen at the moment. This I know, good. but well, uh, good evening, gentlemen. It's uh, it's Lex Whiskey here. Just uh, just calling to say, you know, congratulations on such a fantastic interview last week. Uh, a canoe. I don't think there's been such a successful comeback since uh, Michael Jordan returned to the uh, Chicago Bulls. Uh, and kayak. I just want to say, you know, your questioning skills. It reminded me of a, a young Conan O'Brien or perhaps even a, a David Letterman sort of character. Wow. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. Uh, I'd love to stay and chat more, but I'm actually hosting a charity event tonight. We're uh, sending books of poetry to those affected by the uh, coronavirus, so uh, important stuff there. Keep up the great work and uh, uh, keep on rocking. Man, Lex is just all over the place lately, but I'm glad See, he's doing well. It doesn't... Yeah, he's... Definitely taking a different turn, but um, it's definitely a lot better than the Lex Whiskey I once used to know. Now, there's um something I'm actually really excited to show. Um, last uh, last episode, I was about to say last week, but it's been a lot longer than a week. Bloody oath. Um, I premiered a song that X and I made from the commune as sort of like a I don't know, just the anthem I guess of the commune, just sort of something everyone can get behind. Um, you know, just sort of helping us get new recruits or whatever. Um, and I thought we did a pretty good job, but uh, found out didn't many people didn't really like it. Um, people thought it was a bit too old. Uh, it's not really up with like the young crowd that we've got at Sin and whatever. So me and um, me and one of the other members of the commune decided, okay, well let's shake it up a little bit. So this is a remix, I guess, of the song that we showed last episode, um, and hopefully, um, hope hope you guys like it a bit more.
Remix, I guess, of the old uh, commune song. But that's really a remix is meant to kind of keep some of the original formatting of. Oh, the you're original a music song. producer. You a DJ? Are you? Yeah. Yes, I am. So who was? But what? What was the message behind that that relates to back to the back it's to the It's not really about the lyrics. It's sort of about the feeling that the music creates. Which is hopefully. well, I don't know, a feeling of togetherness. Right. There was a line. She said, "Oh my God, he looks like Cillian." Murphy, I think, and I hope he gets between these thighs. You Can just you... gotta, yeah, I don't know. Um... So, is this kind of reflective of the relationship you have with with the commune members? Uh, in a way, it, well, it's, it's a very you're in a quite a position at the commune. I'm just wondering, and you're in quite a position now. I don't know, really know why you'd be all right. Yeah, bringing yeah, okay. this up. fair enough. Okay, okay. I think it's well, time we got back to some vintage kayak in the canoe. What do you think? I would think that's true, canoe. <laughs> uh, how about we do mailbag? Oh, a classic. So, canoe, what is to, it? To everyone tuning in, let me say, I was going to say, you don't have to. I know the. Just move on, that's right. No, that's right. So, essentially, mailbag works in a really funny sense. So, a lot of people will write things down on papers yeah. and they'll send them through a form of message um, in the mail to us. Could be anything. We yeah. receive these. Stop talking. So, we receive these. And what we'll do is we'll read them on air. Some of them are crazy. Some of them are damn right sad. There was a, one bloke um, had his um, oh, I don't know he you know lost all his friends and uh, I think his you know dad was off in the war and you know his mum was you know getting off with the next door neighbour or something and then you know he he wrote to us. All right, so um, I've got one for you first of all, kayak. Um, this one is from a young man called. Uh, Miguel. Okay, so. Kayak in the canoe. I saw a house and land package advertised on the internet and thought this would be perfect for my girlfriend and I who has just been homeless for many years and she just lost her dog due to a tooth infection. Interesting thing to lose your dog to. Um, though I've lost my dog to far more macabre and uh, far more sad. Uh, 
to my dismay, I discovered that the land was in Italy and the home was delivered to my parents' house at Echuca. I discovered that the land was in Italy and the house, the home was delivered to my parents' house at Echuca. I don't know what to do. My girlfriend is not happy and the house is facing the wrong way, so I can't use the front door. Sorry, boys. Had to punch this letter out on break. From Miguel. Okay, so I think that last bit's irrelevant <laughs> I to say to the that story. I think I like um, that people feel compelled to send us letters, but they don't have to either. So yeah, if you thanks, don't have the time Miguel. to... Because yeah, that's just nonsense. No, we're, kinda, we're here to help, so what, do you, what would you sound, do? kind of sounds like a hallucination <laughs> sort of mid... I don't know. It kind of sounds like a riddle. Can you read that part about the land thing? Let's try and break it down. Yeah. Okay. So basically, he said that it sounds like a. He bought a house and land package advertising the internet. Right. Thought it would be perfect for the girlfriend who's yeah, got fine. a dead dog. That makes sense. To my dismay, I discovered that the land the was la- in Italy. Land okay. is in Italy. And the home was delivered to my parents' house at Echuca. Okay. okay. So I get you. So it's a house and land package. One of those things where you get a house and land. But the land and house were separate to each other. I mean, you usually get the land as well if you have a house, right? That's a great call, actually, yeah. Um, I don't know what to do. My girlfriend is not happy and the house is facing the wrong way, so I can't use the front door. Uh, I had to punch that out on break. I mean, it's an interesting problem. So what would you do in, in, in that situation? Um, and that, I think I'd just get some good sleep in that uh, situation. Well, let's break this down. How do you usually get to sleep? What are some of the techniques you instill? Um, I like to... Uh, I like to imagine sometimes uh, inside my brain is like a big office with like a bunch of people. Um, and as I'm falling asleep, I imagine they're just like these workers turning off these machines, each machine like kind of slowly and almost difficult. Like you have to like, like turn a, a key and you like have to pull a, a lever. Monkeys with, you know, symbols. Is that uh, what you're thinking? No, that's, that's, that's not at all what I described. So it's sort of like men or women in an office. <laughs> Pulling levers, and with each lever that's pulled, I sort of get more sleepy. Right. What about yours? So mine's a bit different. I imagine a beautiful uh, red-headed lady. Um, she's just at my bedside, and she reads me a chapter of Harry Potter every night. Um, For that to work, do you have a chapter of Harry Potter um, memorised in no, your head? No, it's, it's you... usually just words that I remember from the movie, like, you know, flu powder, oh, right. uh, whomping willow. And you just assume, okay, this And she's this saying these things, and, you know, yeah. she's... You know, touching t- touching my cheek and you know saying it'll be okay in the morning, and you know there's a I, I the behind her is you know my bedroom window and there's a storm going on and you know the the sky's red, um and you know I hear banging at the door my bedroom door and you know she just tells me they're not coming in, and you know I wake up and again when I wake up she may be gone but the the, the they haven't got in. So I have one for you. Fantastic. Continue. Um. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Sounds from Fran. Hey, Kaig and the Canoe. I work for the Department of Consumer Affairs and received a number of complaints against your program. Many- <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're really fun. scared, Fran. Uh, many people have been trying the promo codes and offers given on your program in sponsor messages unsuccessfully. Okay. I contacted some of your organizations you promote, and they all deny any link with you, and in fact, any company informed me that... Uh, they may pursue legal action for having their name, and this is in quotes, having their name associated with useless swines. Swines. Real nice. And you'll be hearing more from me, you communists. So. Well, okay. Thank you for the compliment at the end, Fran. Um, you know, one of my heroes is, uh, you know, uh, the big three. Um, uh, Mao Zedong. Yep. Um, uh, Vladimir Lenin and Kevin Rudd. So, um, 
and of obviously you know today's hero Greta Thunberg as well. But um, to you, I say you know it's not a crime to give people bargains. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'm just processing what's happening here. They're saying that the our codes aren't working. Uh, well, it would appear so. Mm. But, but because no, okay, so this is what I like to do. Okay, so yeah, please, because I'll, this is your process. You're the one that brings us these. Yeah, yeah, because I've got my my contacts at the DA fee. What? The DA fee. <laughs> so I've basically what I what I like what I like to do usually when I've got a um uh problem with you know pricing on a certain item. Say it's like a um I don't know like a. Let's say what we did today, Rexona can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want a can of Rexona? What I like to do is. People always have to check cashiers. They have to check coupons when you give them to them. So coupons can come in many shapes and sizes. A lot of the time you'll find these coupon booklets that get dropped in a mailbox. A lot of the time this is just money for jam, literally sometimes. So what you do is I go around to every mailbox that says no junk mail, please, and some that don't, and I'll see if these booklets have you know, been dropped in. So I'll go to people's mailboxes. All right, there's coupon booklet, coupon booklet, coupon booklet. Um, and what I'll do is I'll take these, and I'll because get... there's no junk mail, so you're kind of entitled to it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or if not, I feel I get better use out of these anyway. I feel they're going to throw them away. So what I like to do is I will put all these coupons in a shredder. So I've got my old man's paper shredder that he used for quite a while in the early two thousands. Um, and you know you can with with you know a lot of paper shredders from the late nineties. Um, you can change the thickness of the shreds. So I do them to about six inches thread, and I put the coupons... What has this got to do? Listen, with just listen to me. I'm going somewhere with this. So, And then I'll put the co- the coupon books through the shredder, so I've got... The, it pretty much becomes okay. shreds. These still look like coupons because they're nice and colourful. What I'll then do is I'll get a balloon and paper mache the balloon around making it coupon. So I've got a ball that essentially looks like a whole big ball of coupons. Right, but it's actually inside is hollow. It's 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 a balloon that's been paper macheed. Now what you do is you come up to the supermarket and you come up to the cashier, and what you do is you'll say, oh, you know, I'm just buying a pack of gum. I've got some coupons here, and they think you're coming across with this huge huge ball of coupons. Thinking bloody hell, what are you doing here? But as before you get to the counter, you drop it by your feet. You drop the coupon ball, and what you do is you've kept a you know a item that you really do want. Say it may be you know some hot dog buns. You know, they're by your feet. And so as you bend down to pick up the coupon ball, you will open it up and put the hot dog buns within the coupon ball and then bring it back up. Yep. And they've just seen a coupon ball at that stage. So then you pay for the chewing gum and you say, oh, look, figure out the coupons for today. And you walk out and you put the hot dog buns too. So that's how I think you need to deal with these things in this situation. Fran. Okay. Well, we'll figure that we'll talk a bit more about that off air. Um, can I get access to like the email account you're using to talk to these sponsors? I that's uh, just because I want to make sure that we're getting the right. It's ambiguous. It's ambiguous though because you got to find out, you know. Well, because we're relying at the commune for like the money from like these advertisements for um, you know, just for power and everything. So uh, yeah, water. yeah, it might be my spam, but I'll see, okay. I'll see what I can do. No, okay, sure. It's interesting that um, such a delectable dish like spam as such a poor name in the um, email chain game. Um, just when you were going on that rant, we had a voicemail. If, uh, we should play it. 
Yeah, come back when it's warm. Oh, sorry. Hey, guys, it's me, Nick. Oh. Just on the set of Ghost Rider 5. Here with Bruckheimer. We're, you know, it's fantastic news. I fell off a boat once. Wasn't very big, so didn't get lost. Right. So I saw a starfish at the bottom of the water. Okay. Really good time. Anyway, we just want to say glad to have you back on the air. Okay. Brad Pitt says hello. He, you know, he won't stop uh, shining the thing. I'm not talking about what you think, Kayak. <laughs> the Oscar. I've got one too. Okay, goodbye. Nicholas Cage. That's, that's very good. Nicholas Cage. And you, I would you know, prefer if Nicholas Cage prepared what he was going to talk about when he calls us. You know, you know, Nicholas Cage. You know that is Nicholas Cage because he did win an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas in '94. Uh, you know what I? You know who I miss? You know what would be a great name for you know your son? If you had a son, yeah. you know, if you're lucky enough to be able to have kids, you know, I'm not putting any pillars out there in that regard. Mm. But Microsoft Sam, that little paperclip, yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of ads for him on some websites I frequent, and you know, just in the side bars. And what he's become has become downright disgusting. People have him, you know, uh, drawn using him, yeah, yeah, in crude kind of drawings with you know, in compromising positions, so, yeah, in, in kind of like. Adult content. Yeah. So, what websites are these? Ads on websites. Yeah, ads on, on websites. Okay. I, don't, I never click on them. Yeah. Because that's, um, you know, childhood ruined. Yeah. With um, Microsoft Sam kind of being like that, but he's not my favorite Sam. Um, no, no, my favorite Sam would be Sir Fireman Sam, um, cousin of the Fat Controller in Thomas the Tank Engine. I say that because they're actually made by the same person. Did you know, Kayak, Wallace and Gromit, Fireman Sam, Thomas the Tank Engine. And <coughs> and Cornel and Bernie, all made by the same act, uh, creator. So that's a good bit of trivia. That that's one of also a very common trivia question. What are the big four in British children's TV show? And it's always Wallace and Gromit, Fireman Sam, Cornel and Bernie, and um, uh, the other one. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I'm trying to um, plug in. Cecil, remember Cecil? I, do I remember Cecil? Yeah, he's a he's a good man, Cecil. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can get him to choose a new song for us. Yeah, exactly. Cecil is um, I, I literally can't be bothered. So basically, it. Cecil is our artificial intelligence robot. Him and Celia work uh, hand in hand. I haven't spoken to Celia in, in the quite season a while. that we had last season. Um, but uh, we haven't been able to use that technology lately because we're in like this no reception, um. Studio that Sin have given us, so but it doesn't really work. No time like present. Let's see if we can get on to him. Uh, Cecil! Yeah, boys, it's me. I've got to be honest, that story can do with Colin. It seems like something out of Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. What? All right, Cecil, look, just keep that to yourself, all right? Can you play us a track, please? I'm going to roll it up. All right, cool. Listening to Kayak and the Canoe on Sin 90.7 FM. And we are back. You are listening to Kayak and the Canoe on the radio. Just then we had uh, Blink-182's Obvious, and before that we had the Rolling Stones' Paint It Black, yes. released in November of 1972. Well, there you go. There, as, as I said before, for a man who knows lots of dates, he sure doesn't Shut have up. many dates. Shut up. Take... Whoa. Look at that. Why are you... <sighs> So to those who... That's you being the coward you are. To those who don't know, I just... Uh, uh, Cocked back my elbow as if I was about to hit Kayak, which I never would because I'm not a violent man or an angry man. And, you know, he pretty much fell on his, yeah, off well, his chair. You're a very jittery man. Yeah, well, I'm not 
I'm not usually like this. It's just. And what does that mean? Well, it's just when you were gone, and I'm not blaming you for this because obviously you were. You say you were uh, being. You were stuck on a ship or something. You're eating say fish. I say there. I was there. Well, okay, whatever. I'm saying I'm not blaming you, but when everything was going down at the commune, X. As in when you got back. When I got back, yes. When uh, I tried fixing the, this whole Beatles Rolling Stones thing, um, X. Uh, punish me because I, I guess he said I was uh, challenging his authority which is weird because I thought you and I had authority but I guess he was kind of right so he I don't know he, what did he do? he sort of kept me in like this room thing. a room? yeah like it, like uh, one of the auditoriums? Uh, think that but a lot smaller think of like, think of like an, auditor- uh, an auditorium but for maybe like one person uh, hang on so like a well, like solitary confinement yeah. or like... Well, it's just... He said it was for me to sort of think about what I did. I did. I got in there. I thought a lot about it. I'm like, okay, Hang well, on. this is good. So how long were you in there for? Uh, really hard to tell, to be honest. So I, like I, an hour? No, not an hour. Um, a day? Yeah, maybe more like a... Maybe two, three... I don't know. He like kept that. you in I what, can't tell. A, a closet? <laughs> was it a closet, Kai? Did... The, Oh my god! So I'm sorry if I'm feeling a bit flinchy or whatever. And again, yeah. again, again, I I would just love to say I'm not trying to challenge you. I'm just trying to say, it if you were there, I feel like because you and I are supposed to be the leaders of this whole commune thing, um, and so I'm just saying I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that's... blaming you, but I'm just it would have been really good if you were oh, there. But no, whatever. It's a, that's a bummer, man. Well. If it makes you feel better, back in when I was in year nine, I had an incident where um, I was dealing with a uh, bit of a school bully, Billy. And, you know, bullies only respond, you know, with more violence. That's what I've always told, you know, my uh, niece and nephew, who I obviously don't uh, have as much of a relationship as I used to, um, for whatever reason, that's neither here nor there. But I used to say, you know, a bully hits you, you got to hit him twice as hard from behind. So what, ha- what, ha- what happened was um, one time this kid, B- Billy, um, so I always, uh, I, I, I had this incident where I originally had just a regular plastic lunchbox. Um, it was fantastic. Um, a turquoise color. Um, now, for whatever reason, to impress some kids, they wouldn't, uh, during the morning before the bell, I'd always get to school about half an hour before the bell and the kids would never let me play football with them. Um, I had some odor issues and, you know, um, I'd refused to take baths for days during those times. So, you know, that's, whether that's a correlation, I don't know. But what I'd do was, this is me at about age 14, 15, I'd get my turquoise lunchbox. I'd empty out my sandwich, my little snack, my apple and my, uh, Cheetos. And I'd move them to the side, put them in my backpack and I'd get this turquoise, um, Lunchbox, and I'd, yeah. I'd kick that around on the other side of the oval on my own, like a football. Um, now, one time I was you know, practicing to be like Anthony Rocker, my favorite player, and I tried doing a torpedo punt, and I accidentally put my uh, my, my Kmart uh, school shoes right through the lunchbox. So the lunchbox was out of action, yeah. which leads me to what I was trying to say about Billy. I had to start using a brown paper bag for lunchbox because mum said, you know, this is the this is the third, you know, lunchbox you've had. You know, you get a paper bag now. So yeah. This is before the days of um, obvious, you know, recycling and things like that. Paper bags were easy to come by and a lot less expensive. Um, and so I'd get, like, my lunch in a brown paper bag and um, 
Billy decided one day what he did was he grabbed the brown paper bag, emptied my food onto the floor, and he put the brown paper bag over my head. And then he poked both of my eyes and said, look, it's Ned Kelly. And so I kind of panicked. (laughs) And what I chose to do was instead of reaching for the brown paper bag that was obstructing most of my field of vision, I... (laughs) I kind of flung my arms quite wildly just in front of myself in the middle of the school hallway. Um, What I did was I accidentally punched a locker really, really hard and broke two knuckles. Um, This belonged to Billy's friend Josh, uh, the locker, and what they said was, all right, you like lockers so much, why don't you marry it? And they put me in the locker. Um, so I've this has happened to you before. So so I remained there for, you know, at least an hour. I missed first period math with... um, Mr. David, um, he's no longer with us, but that's not related to the story. Um, and what they started doing was they got jelly crystals. Uh, there was uh, aeroplane jelly crystals. Wait, so hold on. They're doing this during the period or they've already oh, done No, it? sporadically throughout the day. So I'm stuck okay, in a so locker. Like with a bag still over your head? Yeah, because my arms were still kind of stuck yeah. to the side. Yeah. It was a very thin locker. I was, you know, um, carrying a lot more weight around my, um, my buttocks and my torso at that time. So I couldn't really reach my arms above my head. Uh, when I was out in the free world, let alone being in a locker. locker, Um, So I was kind of stuck there, pretty much uh, a prisoner in a a living hell at that point. And the brown paper bag, I, you know, panicked so much and was trying to scream that I accidentally sucked a lot of it into my mouth, obstructing any airflow that could produce sound. So although I was able to breathe, I couldn't make a sound. And what they started doing was they, with the little slits that are atop of most lockers, um, you know, there's kind of these small little holes. They started, you know, funneling jelly crystals in there. And over the course of the day, they got about, I think it was something like 200 aeroplane jelly crystal packets. And they poured these into there. So I'm just kind of lying in there and, and I can feel, you know, across my skinny legs and, you know, my arms, I feel these jelly crystal, like this, what feels like sand filling up. Skinny legs, but not so skinny. Uh, yeah, around the yeah. buttocks and yeah. um, torso, midriff region. And, you know, so I'm this lock is filling up with jelly crystals. But I don't know what jelly crystals. It just smells what very sweet. What are you thinking while this is happening? Are you just, are you completely... Um, I was high, I, well, the thing was... Disassociating I, at this point? No, or? no, well, that's the thing. I, I obviously, you know, one of my pastimes um, I dealt with quite a lot during childhood and still to this day is hyperventilating. So luckily I had the paper bag on my head. So to, to be fair to Billy, I was very grateful that I was able to do that at the time. It is kind. Um, so as I'm hyperventilating and I'm feeling the jelly crystals go over a period of the day, what they decided to do was they started to pour water into the top of the locker as well. So you've got all these jelly crystals and then they've got I water see. and they managed to seal up the sides of the lockers. So it was pretty much, you know, airtight around the side. So nothing was getting out. Now, the interesting thing was they chose to leave me there overnight and this school is not... <laughs> I like that you can see it as interesting. Um, and the thing was, um, the next morning, because it had been a very, very cold night, I was shivering and, you know, this school got to, you know, below the minus zero temperature. The jelly crystals in the water had done what naturally happens and turned the jelly crystals to jelly. Um, Tells all the time. Yeah, naturally. It's the oldest trick in the book. Um, and so then what happened was the next day I started deciding, okay, I'm not going to be able to get out here, you know, by using my voice. I'm going to have to use my head, um, not in the mental sense, in a physical sense. So I started headbutting the locker. Was it hard, of... like, to headbutt through the jelly? No, 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 of... it was just bang, bang, bang. I remember I counted. I 
would do 10 bangs, give myself a 10 second break and do that again. Yeah. The silly thing was I started doing this at 4am. Um, no one was in the school at this point. I didn't yeah. even... So I was doing this for three hours consistently. No one with no one... You may as well just relax. And yeah. so I finally did this at 7am um, when the janitor came in and, you know, opened the door and, you know, I... I you I, and a bunch of jelly. Yeah, and this jelly kind of is crystallised yeah. around me and... You know, obviously, my first instinct, because I'd been so hungry, I hadn't eaten. You know, I'm a large kid at this stage. I hadn't eaten about, you know, over probably close to 18 hours at this point. What I chose to do was I, I started licking my arms profusely and licking my legs and eating the jelly. Um, what had also happened, because I'd lost a bit of weight uh, during the time in there, because I was just, you know, so partially thin, my trousers had become slightly undone. Um, so... My 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 shorts had actually come down to around my ankles. I obviously had my Bart Simpson boxer shorts on, but I'm lying there on the ground with a paper bag over my head, sucking at my arms that are made of jelly with my with my trousers down. Um, and uh, and I I remember the uh, janitor. He just said to the principal who walked past, he it was I still don't understand the joke, but he said, I'll "Tell you what, it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that." So. Well, That's how those that does make me feel part. better. Thank you. Um, okay, what's next? What's next on this little show? <laughs> um, you know what, actually, um, talking about the commune, um, I thought it'd be interesting for you and I to talk about what is something we can give up from our everyday lives, you know, in this capitalist society, mm, mm. and how can how can we give that up and then sort of give it to... Um, the commune, so I'll, I'll start. Um, and this is related to what we were talking about before. So X, who is sort of like our, uh, I guess our leader now, he's a great, really, really, really great leader. He is uh, sort of away at the moment with like, these people sort of helping hide him. And um, he messaged me kind of recently saying that he, uh, he needs some money to sort of uh, pay off the... Uh, um, people that he's with. What do you mean, pay them off? Well, because like they're they're protecting him in a way, and like um, is that a ransom or no, no, def- no, 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 no. It's more of like a, it's kind of like bail, you know, like for prison. But but he's is he actually incarcerated in a penitentiary? No, 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 no. So he's not incarcerated. So he messaged me just asking for some money, and obviously we don't have much because everything I ever have just goes to the, uh, um, the commune. Well, you know, everything we've been trying to, like, because, you know, we have a bit of a farm on there. We've been selling stuff to local grocery stores and everything. So I'm pledging um, uh, 90% of my income that I get outside of this radio job um, to go to the commune. I'm also going to pledge all electronics that I have, uh, my phone, that's my laptop, um, and essentially this is will hopefully build up enough money to get X out and to, you know, just bring the facilities back to the commune because it's pretty, it's kind of in dire straits there. So, right. what are you going to do? Um, right, yeah, so one of the things that's really been getting me lately is when I'm trying to write things down, Sharpies aren't as good as people say they are a lot of the time. So, I'm making the vow I'm not going to use a Sharpie anymore. Um, I'm very happy using a pencil. People don't like them because they think, you know, they can't write on things as well as ink in like a pen can. But I, I, I'm going to start using pencils more. And do you have anything like, do you have um, 
You said you've been working a job as well. Do you, do you have any uh, like money? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I've still got my job at uh, Richie's around the corner. Um, still getting shifts there. Um, um, okay. I that's you know money that I obviously need to get by. I'm I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel as is. But um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll start small and then we'll we'll see what we can do. Yeah, maybe. Um, we're gonna get a call in. I'm gonna take this one because you never know who who it might be. It might be X. Why you know? can they not just? Yeah, we are on Instagram at kayak in the canoe. Exactly, that's played. I know canoes are made for water, but that story is just ridiculous. I only stayed out this late to call in and let you know that I will never, ever listen to this awful show again. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, it sounds like you got a, sounds like you got a little bit too much time on your hands. So you know, uh, good riddance to her. I don't know why you're so angry. I mean, I get, I get it. There are questionable parts of your story, but there's nothing it, questionable. No, no, I'm not saying it's just being bloody. I'm not rude. saying it's not true. I'm just saying that the um, yeah, I don't know why you get so mad about that. That makes me want to ask you as well, Canoe. Are you going to sue the spirit of Tasmania, like you said in the interview that we did? Oh, you know, there. That's the thing about Tasmania. They're you know second biggest state in. Uh, worldwide after, I think, Arkansas. So I'm not going to go, you know, up against a big entity. I've always said, you know, you got to, the little guy does always lose. Um, what do you mean? Hold on, no, but, no, do you, the, the, due to their incompetency, you, like, fell off the edge of the boat. Yeah, but at the same even... time, I think to myself, you know, maybe I should have held on a little bit. I'm starting to blame myself a little bit for that. So, okay, yeah, so, really... yeah, so it was a pretty... You, it wasn't really their fault at all. You just no, no, of... no. It definitely was. No, 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 no. This is okay, all well their fault. Nothing. Mu- you... Well, I don't know. It's just a lot of work to go through court procedures and things like that. It seems like, like I, I just, I honestly, I just don't want to give it any more oxygen. Um, much just like, not... much like how I didn't have much oxygen when I was in the water. Well, I was just about, it's just a bit out of character for you. You like to usually see. No, I'm, always, you, no, I'm you a pretty peaceful grudges. guy. I no, like to, no, you're not. You, I let you hold... things go quite easily, which okay. is. You know, I'm a very private person. Yep. Um, whether that be about you know my sex life or whether it be about my friendships, I'm not going to go talking about these things willy nilly. Uh, oh. As an actress said to a bishop, so I think that it's important to you know uh, I'll, I'll settle for as long as the spirit of many know that they did wrong, which I think they do, then uh, you know all's well. Um. We've got another call coming in. This has been a huge night. We've been, I really hope that yeah, now we're back. Call. I really hope that people are back on the you know board with you know g- g- getting calls into us. I, I'm okay with this. I just want I'm happy that we, yeah we're getting people like, are listening at this time of night. Yeah, because to be honest, I love the commune's great and everything, but I kind of miss the just the radio part of all of this. You know, just like, a couple of handsome young bucks right, well, just <laughs> grinding. Yeah, sorry, the call's going to voicemail. Oh, so that's probably my fault. Gonna, Apologies, definitely your fault. Good evening, gentlemen. Lex Brisky here. I can't talk for long. The Shaolin monks that have taken me in so kindly don't look upon technology with much favour. I'm just here to say that I am alive. Despite his best efforts, I am alive. The time's not yet come to make my reappearance, but when I do, well... Well, Kayak and Kanu, I just want to thank you for all the help you've given me. And when that time comes, I'll be there for you too. I must go. Tell you what, this guy is. He's I don't all understand what's going on with Lex. He's changing his voice quite a bit. He seems to be. I, I still. I mean, he's actually, an artist. He's an artist. He's and not he really feels, an artist. He's well, a, no, he's, he's definitely. A, he's you know, a he's two-bit def- writer. You are always a big he's fan of him. Definitely an artist. He feels the extremes of every emotion. I think that's what we're experiencing now. Yeah. Well. Okay. I wish him all the best. I hope you know he 
falls himself out of whatever hole he's in. Do you have anything else you really want to talk about in this episode? I feel like we've really covered it yeah, all, I haven't think we? we're wrapping up pretty well. Um, I'll, I'll take the call then. All right. Yeah, fantastic. Let's see if it works. Hey, Canoots. Casey from Albury RGA. Um, Just need you to give me a ring back regarding those out-of-balance registers from the first two weeks of Jan. All up, it's looking at like about $900 has gone missing, so we really need to discuss this. Give me a call back when you can. Cheers. Right, okay. It was just... What's that? That's one of my mates. He's so funny. He always pretends to do crank calls, and I told him not to not to do it when I'm at um, kayaking the canoe. Aubrey, that was a... Uh, Aubrey, where did... How, but that sounds familiar. What is that? Aubrey, Aubrey. I don't know. Is it, are you playing the song? I love this song. I love this song. No, Aubrey. The tat- uh, My Dra- Drake, Drake. Um, okay. This is a good song. Don't worry, it's just one of your crazy friends, isn't it? He's. I get a lot of people calling. Um, the, you have been a great audience tonight. Um, thank you for listening. Um, if anyone listened, no, we had a few people calling. That was good. Um, we'll be back again soon. Um, I'm the canoe signing off, and I'm the kayak. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.